was I so um, stingy about spending money, right? And it's because I grew up low income. I grew up poor. I grew up with limited resources. So of course I was scared to spend money. And so I've connected so many dots. And that's why I am such a huge advocate for like healing your relationship with money, because if you don't, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter if you have a six-figure salary, you're still going to feel scarce. My name is Lucy Key. I am on a mission to teach Latinas how to build generational wealth by healing their relationship with money, invest in the stock market, and launch an online coaching business. I am a mom, a wife, coach, speaker, and author who went from believing I had to work mentally and physically hard for my money to now having multiple investment accounts. On this show, I share the strategies to manage your dinero, all things finance, and wealth building for Latinas. Welcome to Say Hola Wealth Podcast. Lista, let's go. You are listening to episode 23, how to heal your money wounds and start investing with mindset and money coach, Diana Garcia. Diana Garcia is passionate about teaching first-gen Latinas why understanding their relationship to money is so important before they even think about investing and build wealth. Hello, Diana. Welcome to Say Hola Wealth Podcast. How are you? Hi, Lucy. I'm doing great. Thank you for the invite. You are most welcome. I have been following you and I love the work that you're doing. And I wanted to bring you here because you talk a lot about abundance and mindset and all of these practices that I have seen, I want to say, not older Latinas, but maybe more experienced Latinas do, but I haven't seen a younger Latina like you talk about these practices. And so I I became fascinated with uh, watching you because I was like, man, I wish, I wish when I was her age, I was doing those practices. So we're going to talk about um, so many things, but before I get to it, can you tell us a little bit about your money story and how did you grow up? Yeah, so before I get into my own relationship with money, I do want to acknowledge my roots and where I come from because it is relevant to my money story. So um, my parents immigrated more than 20 years ago from Guanajuato, Mexico, and settled in Los Angeles, um, you know, many years ago. And so I grew up with my three siblings and myself. So it was a family of six. My dad was a sole provider. Um, working in construction. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. So um, yeah, the it was there was a lot of scarcity growing up. Um, I saw my dad working very hard and um, I overheard conversations about like credit card debt and like uh, los gastos and the bills. And so that was very present in my home. Yeah, thank you so much for your vulnerability because I think that's the story of so many of us right and part of the mission of this podcast is to really normalize those money conversations and open the door for other people to see that what they're going through in their life although it might seem normal it's not normal and there's a way for us to unlearn all of those beliefs and 
really own our story, which I love that you say that, like you had to really address and honor your upbringings to help you be where you are today. And I'm, I'm watching you, you're growing, you're blooming, you're doing so many amazing things. And to me, that's just fascinating, right? So how have you been able to really heal from your money wounds, what I like to call, and how has that helped you become an investor? Yeah, so it all began with um, diving into like my my family's history about money. So I, I asked a lot of questions, um, like I've interviewed family members in the past to kind of get a sense of like how they grew up. Um, and so it really started there, addressing like my own beliefs about money and getting to the deep to the uh, root cause of it. Like, why was I so um, stingy about spending money, right? And it's because I grew up low income. I grew up poor. I grew up with limited resources. So of course I was scared to spend money. And so I've connected so many dots. And that's why I am such a huge advocate for like healing your relationship with money. Because if you don't, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter if you have a six-figure salary, you're still going to feel scarce. Yeah, absolutely. Which I know a lot of us feel that, right? We think that, well, we have, you know, we're making 65, we're making 45. You can be making as much as you want or as little as you believe you can make and still feel uncomfortable around money. So I love that you touch on that. So for those people that are not familiar with the term money wounds, like what are they? Yeah, so I like to describe money wounds as like a belief, a thought, or even a behavior. Um, and it's usually associated with something negative or traumatic. Um, and money wounds are sneaky because sometimes they're not very obvious um, until you do the healing work. Um, but they do play a huge role in the way that you manage your money or even think about money. So um, like I said, if you grew up poor with limited resources, you may find yourself having like the tendency to overspend, right? And so that's a result of a money wound. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I just want to add a little bit more to that, that a money wound can also be a positive behavior towards money. For example, a lot of us grew up with that there's not enough dinero, right? But also with that idea of the, or the cultural belief of let's say, right? Like the cochinito that you, that we had growing up, which I'm sure you also had at some point. And so our parents were always like, oh, tienes que guardar, you know, save, save, save. So that is a positive money behavior that can also be translated into a money wound because then we have this idea of we have to save, 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 right? Like save for a rainy day or save for an emergency, which I very much dislike when people use that word because no one should be saving for an emergency. But I just wanted to point that out because I was coaching a client and her positive money behaviors were, oh, well, I was raised to save, 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 but she was struggling with what you just said. Like she couldn't make herself buy things that she really wanted. And then it was translated translating into her being unhappy with um, her. I don't want to say her lie because she's a pretty happy person, but being uncomfortable with welcoming abundance, which is yes. really what we need to learn more. So yes. what are some of the money beliefs that you had to unlearn aside from, you know, the ones you described or... If you're comfortable sharing, 
uh, maybe some of the money beliefs that your coaching clients also have to unlearn without giving any names. <laughs> yes. So one of them that's very present is like you have to sacrifice something in order to be successful. And like successful, I have a hard time <laughs> with that word because it could mean so many things. Everybody has their own thoughts about what successful means. And so sometimes they, um, you know, they're taking on jobs that they they dislike or they're staying at jobs that they dislike where they're unhappy and unfulfilled. Um, so that's a huge one. Another one is, um, yes, the, the, the spending guilt-free. A lot of my clients have a really hard time spending money on the things that they love. So I always like to ask them, like, what do you love spending money on? And they're like, wow, I've never really thought about that before because I've always been told, like, you know, you have to buy the house, you have to buy the brand new car, you have to have this. And it's like, but that's not really what I want. So I would encourage everybody to ask yourself that question. I love that. I love that. This is why you're here, by the way, <laughs> because <laughs> I love how intentional you are with your clients, which, you know, of course, you're coaching clients, I'm coaching clients, but we're not necessarily serving. We're still serving Latinas, but we're not serving the same type of clients, right? Yes, we all are Latinas, but you're you're more focused on the younger Latinas, like I said. And I love that you're challenging them to really ask themselves those questions because just like a money belief, right, that was given to us by our parents, society, or historical events, that once the must-haves are also something that was given to us. And so we automatically assume that, yeah, success is having a fancy career with a fancy title, having the, the bigger home, having the latest car, you know, buying clothes every weekend, because we have seen that, right? Because culturally, I mean, culturally, we love to spend dinero, right? Let's be honest. And that's okay, because we will continue to do that. But it's more of spending and buying things that are within alignment of what you want as an individual, not your family, not la cultura, and not the expectation of society. So great answer on that. Um, so how can mujeres create a sustainable um, plan, like a spending plan that helps them really build wealth? And what are some of the practices that maybe you implement that you would like to share with other mujeres as well? Yeah, so again, I focus a lot on the mindset and uh, the person before we get into numbers. So I always have my clients identify their core values. Um, some people like adventure, some people like, you know, personal development. And so based on what their response is, they're going to prioritize different things, right? Some people are saving um, for a rainy day or an opportunity fund. Um, for the first time, some of them want to be more intentional about traveling. So creating a sustainable wealth plan is going to look very different from anybody. Um, but that's where I would begin. So let me ask you this. <laughs> How does your spending plan look like or your wealth creation uh, plan or your core values that you talked about? Yes, my core values is uh, definitely family it's travel and it's giving and gifting. I feel a lot of fulfillment when I'm able to give. Um, and not always like, I, I do like shopping. I like buying things, especially like for my mom and my dad or or my, my niece. Um, so that's kind of like where I begin, um, but I do prioritize investing as well. Um, so I like to use like the pay yourself method, um, which is just a very simple um, 
I would say sustainable wealth plan because you're prioritizing your your investments and then the money that is left over is going towards towards your goals. And that also prioritizes that I want to say not just like the pay yourself first, but also the unlearning the guilt of spending, right? Because when you pay yourself first, whatever money you have, that's the money that you can spend and say, you know what? I do want those nice glasses or, you know, you're not going to have 20 pair of glasses, but you focus more on the quality over the quantity. And that's when you are more fulfilled, right? And it's a process for the, for the mujeres that are listening. I want them to know that this is a process. Like you see Diana now talking so calm about like all this process, maybe myself talking about this process, but at some point we were not as comfortable talking about the middle. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, so you are a money and mindset coach. So when it comes to the mindset, which I love mindset, just like you do, how can we master our money mindset? So I would, again, go back to like the beliefs that you grew up with um, and really identify like what is like triggering you, what is, I would also get very clear on the life that you want. I like to practice visualization and like what you envision for yourself in the long term and kind of work backwards um, and make the best next step. You know, if that's like opening an investment account or opening up a savings account for the first time, you know, making promises with yourself and being disciplined to allocate certain money in certain places that are going to align with the life that you want. I feel like we just went to money church with you, Diana. <laughs> I'm like, yes to everything you're saying. And, you know, I know that sometimes for mujeres that are thinking about starting this journey is so the language that we use might be so foreign to them, right? We talk about money mindset, abundance, practicing, and being intentional. And a lot of these are, I want to say, it's just like learning a new language, right? Tú hablas español, right? Sí. Uh -huh. Okay. So it, that's what I say. Like it's it's almost like when you when you go from Spanish to English, right? You have to kind of like stop and think. Okay, now I'm gonna say that. I don't think that we can just switch right away, like on auto mode. Like we have to stop and think, right? And so the money mindset is the same way. We have to just kind of let it flow, and it's not always a straight line, right? Because I mean, you are not just the money coach or the uh, money mindset coach you're now a business owner am I correct because yes, you're you're full-time right. entrepreneurship right <laughs> yes. so yes. can we talk about that I mean I don't think that was part of the of the yeah questions that I don't I talk about it too much I still feel a little I guess you know I'm still working on myself I'm still you know reaching new levels of like I always say there's new levels of scarcity and when you become a business owner and you you know you're responsible for your own uh, cash flow. Um, it's a it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a big responsibility, and um, I'm just so grateful that I have amazing parents and they support me. And even though like they can be very traditional, um, they've always believed in myself. But more importantly, I've always had so much self trust in myself. I'm like, I'm gonna make it happen. I'll find a way. You know, like what's the worst that can happen? I think when you're walking in alignment and you're doing what you love and genuinely happy, things are just going to work out for you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sorry that I put you on the spot, but I like I want people to really see that there's different levels of to everything, right? You as a new entrepreneur, you're growing. And I love the fact that you said self-belief. So self-belief is a skill that nobody's born with it. It's a skill that you learn to develop, just how you learn how to drive a car, how you learn how to speak English, how you learn to interview people on a podcast, right? Like all of these, the self-belief is something that everyone has at their disposal to use it as a tool to build well. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, I'm, I'm just loving this conversation, but I have to ask you, how can mujeres start investing? Like what is like the, you talk about the mindset with your clients, but after the, the mindset, what is like the next step for them to dive into? Like the blocking, I, I like to call them the, the building blocks of investing. And so what's yes. next for them? Yeah. So the first thing that I always encourage my clients to do is to create a safety net. Um, allocating some extra cash because things are bound to happen. And if you're not financially prepared and you don't have cash, you know, available, um, it can really put you in a really bad place uh, financially and mentally as well. So always allocate some extra money. Uh, that number is going to look different for everybody, but I would begin there. Once you have some cash flow, um, sorry, some cash saved, I would encourage everybody to just begin wherever you have tools available. So if you're working a nine to five and you have a 401k available or a 403b, um, make sure that you're enrolled in that. A lot of people have that tool available and they're not taking advantage of it again because maybe they don't understand what a 401k is, right? The, the best next step is to enroll in that and talk to, to the department and, and make sure that you're set up for retirement, um, right? Because the 401k is just one tool to build wealth. It's not it's not all of it. Um, and then explore the possibility of opening up a Roth IRA, um, depending on your income, see if you're qualified or not. Um, and then move up, you know, move up the, uh, the ladder that way. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing all these amazing tips. And I mean, you're the money mindset coach. And I know that our familia have unwillingly <laughs> inherit this belief that when we invest in a 401k, me están quitando el dinero, right? Like my money is being taken away. I don't know if your family or your clients are going through that, but I know that I heard that belief growing up, right? Like if we, if the employer takes money out of our paycheck, uh, yeah, our money is being taken away from us. It's like, no, your money is being invested in the stock market. And, and so that's another money belief that I think really holds us back from starting that well-building journey. Yeah, I think most people who don't have the financial literacy, the financial education, uh, don't really understand what a 401k means. So and if they don't understand it, then they fear it and they don't care to learn about it. Um, but it's a great, great way to start building wealth. Like you can enroll today if you haven't. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So mujeres, for those of you that are listening, take Diana's advice. If you are not invested in your 401k or your 403b, make sure that you make time to reach out to your HR department or your supervisor and start asking those questions. 
And I also want to add that anybody that has access to a 401k or 403b can literally become a millionaire through their employer sponsor program. So don't sleep on that. And Diana, I want to ask you, this podcast is all about money and wealth, but what has been one of the most significant investments that you made today uh, that have helped you be where you are? Investing in myself. And that was another level of scarcity that I had to overcome. Um, investing in myself, betting on myself, um, challenging myself, um, putting myself in uncomfortable situations with people that I didn't know, but I looked up to. Um, so I've been a part of some coaching programs in the past. So I've invested in myself, um, invested in a business coach as well, because when you are a business owner, you need support. You know, you can't really um, do things entirely on your own. I know a lot of us, especially first gens, don't like asking for help. But let me tell you, you need to lean on community. You need to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for sharing that. I, I like to ask this question to the guests because a lot of us people look up to us now. I think that like you were saying, you you look right. And now you, you have people that are looking up to Diana, right? There's people that look up to Lucy now. And I want to point out the fact that we didn't get to where we are alone. We have had mentorship. We continue to invest in ourselves. We continue to invest in our business. And so it's a journey. It's a journey and we're still working on the money mindset, the beliefs and learning, relearning and really having this new adventure of what entrepreneurship is and how we Latinas have the ability to indeed launch an online business if that's something that we feel called to do. So my last question to you, Diana, is what is your definition of wealth? Oh, my definition of wealth is an endless resource. Um, it's opportunity, it's peace, it's comfort and experiences. That's what wealth means to me. I love that. It almost sounds like a poem. I'm like, I love that so much. <laughs> so where can people find you? Mujeres can find you. And so go ahead and tell us, you know, what you do, where you are and how can people work with you? Yeah, so I'm an online uh, money and mindset coach. I work with first-generation Latinas, and I help you heal your relationship with money and start investing, start growing your money, um, investing in the stock market, because that is the one of the ways to build wealth, <laughs> the stock market. Um, really, really passionate about that. I want all of us to be wealthy and, yeah, thrive. Love it. And yes, we will all thrive, and we are going to rise together because... Like Diana says, there is plenty enough of money and wealth for all of all of us to be successful. So mujeres, make sure you give Diana a follow. And Diana, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you, Lucy. It was wonderful uh, talking to you today. Mujeres, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you find value on this episode, don't forget to share it with your amigas. And don't forget to subscribe whenever you listen to podcasts to be notified when the next episode releases. It would also mean the world to me if you can make time out of your busy mujer schedule to write a review for us on Apple Podcasts. 
Are you spending time on social? So are we. Come say hola to us. You can find us on IG under at Viva La Budget and Finance. And if you are ready to take charge of your finances and your dinero, check out the show notes to get started and apply to work with us. Hasta la próxima, Bici Mujer.